I have a different kind of a message for you this morning. I'm going to preach to you a sermon that I don't like. All five of these points I disagree with. And I can't believe how anybody could believe what they teach. But there are people in this world, and preachers, that teach what I'm going to tell you they teach. But I don't believe what they teach. And I don't want you to believe what they teach. But if I don't tell you what they're teaching, you might believe it and not know that that's what they were teaching. Got that? All right. It's called the five dangers of Calvinism. The tulip. It's an acrostic for five principles of their theological position, of what they believe. And it's sometimes very subtle, and there's people that are even on the radio station, television, a lot of churches, and it's a wide movement. A lot of preachers believe it. But after studying the Bible, I can't see how they can believe it. I really don't. But I want you to understand it so that you will not fall for it when you hear it. At least if I give you a, a few things concerning it, you will have a better understanding of it. Turn in your Bible to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. The book of Ephesians and chapter 2. The first one that they have is called Total Depravity of Man. The Total Depravity of Man. It's also called Total Inability that God must give the new birth before one can even believe. In other words, what they believe is we are so totally depraved, we can't believe. Unless God gives us the faith to believe. So it's God that takes the initiative, and of all the people upon the earth, since everybody's going to hell anyway, if God picks this one, and then this one, and this one, and this one, and that one, and this one, and this one, that's still by grace. You would just hope it was you that he picked. But what if you weren't one of the ones that was picked? Then you got to go to hell. And if God did not choose you, you didn't have a choice. So really, whatever will be, will be. How can you hold a man accountable for decisions that were not his? I have a problem with that. And so I do not believe that man has total inability to believe on the Lord. I believe that a person can hear and understand as a lost man and accept Christ as Savior without God giving you the faith to believe. So if God gave me the faith to believe in Christ, did he also give another person the faith to believe in Buddha or Mohammed? We all demonstrate faith every day. Well, right now you're trusting that pew to hold you up, and I sure hope it does. You can trust that pew that you're sitting in to take you to heaven, but it doesn't have any power to take you there. But you can trust it if you want. But I don't think it's going to deliver. So see, having faith is not the problem. It's the object of your faith. If you trust Christ as your Savior, you can have eternal life and go to heaven whenever you die. And so they make a very serious mistake. You see, they believe that faith is a work if it generates from you first. Then that means that you did something. So your faith would be a work. 
And your salvation then would be a product of your faith, which would be by works, and salvation can't be by works, so it cannot be by your faith. So God has to give you the faith so that it comes from God and it's not of work, if God gave it to you. So that means it had to be totally free, and God had to give it to whoever he wants to. I, I see problems with all of that. Now, it's okay if you believe that whenever we die, you know, we see the sign on this side of the entrance into heaven, chosen before the foundations of the world. And then when you get on the inside, you look up there and you see that sign that says, you know, I was chosen by God before the foundations of the world. But on the outside, you know, whosoever will. Well, that's good if you believe. But what if you were going to hell? Whosoever does not believe, you get into hell. Look up there. Aha. Chosen to go to hell before the foundation of the world. How would you like that one? I don't think I'd like that either. I would have problems understanding a little bit about God. Though I know that I don't have to explain everything about God. But we are to be rational. We are supposed to understand some things. God does talk about in his word some things that are reasonable that we can understand. God did not say that man did not have the ability to trust or to believe. He said he has the inability to save himself by his works and give himself eternal life. He cannot do it. God does not accept that. Totally unacceptable. So in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, I want you to look at these two verses. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So they say, well, since um, faith has to be given to you, because faith can't be a work, because that means that if I have to have my faith in the Lord and it comes from me, then I just perform my own salvation by believing, which I didn't have the power to do. So where does it come from? God has to initiate it. So there's those who teach that God takes faith and gives it to whoever he wants to so that they can have the faith to believe in the Lord. So it means that you really have to be saved or born again before they get salvation. And none of it makes sense. It is a, a jungle. It is a, a circle where there's no beginning, no end. It don't make any sense whatsoever. So when you read here in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, faith is not the gift. Salvation is the gift. You see, when it makes a statement here, what is by grace? Well, salvation is what we're talking about. Because you're talking about by grace are you saved. See the last part of verse 5? Look at verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Saved. In verse 8, for by grace are you saved. So we're talking about salvation, being saved. So what is by grace? Salvation. What is through faith? Well, salvation. What is not of yourselves? Salvation. So what is the gift of God? Salvation. Faith is not the gift here. And if they try to make it say that, then that means that man can't get saved unless God gives him the faith to believe. So that's why, since God only saves those that he chose to save, he only gives faith to those he wants saved. And so you can spend your life trying to win people to the Lord that God ain't going to save anyway because they weren't chosen. I call it heresy. That is not the Bible. That is not what God's Word teaches. 
Take your Bible and turn to the book of Romans in chapter 4. The book of Romans in chapter 4. In Romans in chapter 4, to understand that faith is not a work. Faith is not a work. Faith is taken and putting your confidence in another and believing and trusting them. You see here in chapter 4 of the book of Romans, look in verse 5. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So faith is not a work. So a man is not trying to save himself by his works, by trusting Christ. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So God says that my faith in Christ is because I heard the word. So that's why we believe in teaching the word of God. Not to believe that, you know, for example, if I was an electrician, and I had this great big old panel of all these lights up here, and in the back, I wired all these lights. But some of the lights, I, I didn't wire them. I only wired just certain ones. And I got them set up here to where if I flip a switch, they'll all come on. Uh, the ones that I wired. But I've got, you know, three-fourths of them that won't even work. So I'm supposed to believe that I'm to go in the world and turn all these light bulbs. But knowing that God's only wired certain ones to come on. Now, the electrician that wired it, he knows which ones will come on. Why play that silly little game with me to waste my life raising funds to go to a foreign country and turn light bulbs that will never work because they were never wired to work? And to believe that a God in heaven has got people that he wants to take to heaven, but the rest of them let him go to hell because he don't care about them anyway. And just be thankful that the ones that I did pick. Oh, that's great if you're one that was picked. But what if you weren't? I don't believe that my God is like this. Now, there are many people who are Calvinist. Five-point Calvinist. I don't give you six-point, two-point. I am a zero Calvinist. I don't have any points of what they believe that I believe. I disagree with the whole scheme of things. And yet, you'd be surprised... There are independent, fundamental, Bible-believing, missionary-minded Baptist preachers all across this city that believes exactly what I'm telling you right now. You say, no, yes, I am telling you the truth. And some of them you will hear on your radio broadcast. And they will teach that there's only certain ones. God has elected to save certain ones. And they're the only ones that can get saved because God gave them the faith to believe. And I totally disagree with that. I believe that I can talk to an individual and try to get a person to trust Christ as Savior. And I believe it's his choice. And therefore, I go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone that I pre-wired. No, the Bible don't say that. To every creature. Faith has no merit. Look there in verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. So faith is not a work so by grace are you saved through faith. So faith is not a work. So their premise is wrong because they're trying to say that you're saved uh, by faith. And if it's your faith, then that's work. And a, how can a dead man do anything? I mean, you're a dead man. How can you believe in the Lord? So it's God that has to quicken you first before you ever get saved. No. 
The Bible doesn't teach that. Man's logic will teach that because God says you're, you're dead in trespasses and sins. So a dead man can't do anything. So we're all dead. We're just dead people. And it's God that comes along and says, I'm going to give you the faith to believe. And that faith that I give to you to believe is irresistible grace. You can't resist it. Whatever will be, will be. Fiddle faddle. It's not the Bible. Look in John chapter 1. Gospel of John chapter 1. Man is born aware of God. See there in verse 9. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Every man that comes into this world. God has given some light, some truth to every person that they know that there is a God. They know there's a God. Now you may not understand a lot of things about God, but you know that there is a God. And you know that you, the world is here and you didn't make... See, atheism has to be taught. Atheism has to be taught. You're not born as an atheist. No person is. And a person naturally has within them. They know there's a supreme being. Know there's a creator. Take your Bible and look in the book of Romans in chapter 1. The book of Romans in chapter 1. Now look there in verse 18. God has revealed some things to us. Verse 18 and verse 19. Where he says in verse 18 of Romans chapter 1. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. In them. For God has shown it unto them. Now he's talking about mankind that's born upon this earth. All mankind. He lighted every man that comes into the world. Every man is given some light and some truth. And any man that will follow truth, any truth, if he follow the truth, it will always lead to the source of truth. And that's why God can take a little missionary over here. And God can take a person over here. And if they want to know truth, God can bring the truth to them. Their paths can cross. Now how God can do all that, I don't know. I don't even really care. But I believe that whosoever believeth can have everlasting life. Man put it, the elect are the whosoever wills, and the non-elect are the whosoever wants. Whosoever will, open invitation, anybody, and you'll read that all the way through the scriptures, whosoever, anybody who wants it, can have it. Whosoever thirsteth, let him come unto me and drink. You see, God is saying he, he will draw all men unto himself. If I believe it, I will draw men. All men, not just some. So to believe that God has chosen to save certain people and the rest of them haven't got a chance, that's not taught in this book. Now preachers teach it. A lot of people can believe it, but it's not the truth. It is not the gospel. That is not right. Look in John chapter 12. John and chapter 12. And look there in verse 32. Christ says this, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, and I believe that's when he's referenced it to the cross, 
Till the very next verse says this, he said, signifying what death he should die. If I die for all men, I will draw all men unto me. So he died for all men, and he said, I will draw all. Didn't say some of them, or just a select few. God has from the foundations of this world chosen to save all those who will trust Christ as their Savior. And God has determined not to save anybody who doesn't trust him. Now that's a choice God made. So God says many are called and few are chosen. God calls everybody, but only a few people choose to hear it, choose to believe it. That's not God's fault. That day when that man explained the gospel to me, I come so close of saying no. I got that close to just walking out of his house. I got to the front door. I threw his Bible down on the couch and I walked over to the front door and I was going to go outside, but I didn't go outside. I come that close, just walking away from all of that. And he told me, he says, Yankees, come over here and sit down. And I went back. But I come so close to rejecting it. That was been my choice. But I heard it. And I understood what he said. If what he said was true, I am going to hell. And I didn't like that. But I'm so glad I trusted the Lord. And so he says, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. And I believe that's exactly what the scriptures teaches. Look there in John chapter 6 and verse 64. John chapter 6. And look there in verse 64. God being God, Christ being Christ, knows everything that's going to happen, knows the end from the beginning. He knows who believes and who does not believe. So verse 64 says, but there are some of you that believe not. Well, why didn't you say there's some of y'all don't believe not because you can't. I didn't give you the faith to believe. So it don't make any sense. If they can't believe because he didn't give me any faith to believe, well, it ain't their fault. But see, the scriptures don't teach that. It doesn't back up what they say. It says, but there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. He knows everything. But foreknowledge doesn't mean he makes anybody do anything. He may know that tomorrow you're going to rob a 7-Eleven store. Because he's got it. It doesn't mean he made you do it. You can try that if you want to. The Lord made me do it because he knew I was going to do it. It won't work. And so he says, And you therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given him of my Father. You can't come to him unless he draws you. But he says he draws all. See there in the same chapter, but look at verse 44. He says, No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. How does he draw? With the gospel. Preach the gospel to every person and you draw them. Through that message. And that's why I came to Christ. He drew me to him. And I trusted him. But it's because I heard the gospel. And he said, I will draw all men. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Every person. And that's what I believe. I don't believe it's already preset. Where God says, I want you to go to heaven. I want you to go to heaven. And aren't you just so glad that God chose you? I had a man tell me one time, I'm just so thankful. Now, I don't understand at all how that God, through the telescope of time, looked down here and he saw a little old me. And he said, I'm going to save you. And he saved me. 
Well, he, he might have saved you, but that's because you trusted him as your Savior. If you hadn't trusted Christ as your Savior, you'd been lost and gone to hell. Don't try to make the Scripture say something the Scripture don't say. Because, see, it's a very damaging thing. If I believed what they teach, why in the world would we want to have missionaries? Why would we want to talk to anybody about the Lord? They're going to get saved anyway. Because he already chose one he's going to save. The rest of them are going to go to hell anyway. They ain't got a chance. They ain't got a ghost of a chance. It don't matter what they want. You can't go to heaven. Because God didn't choose you. You're not one of the chosen. You're not one of the elect. God has chosen to save everyone who will believe. And that's their choice. And I'm glad I made that decision. Uh, another one of the uh, scriptures that I... Have you ever heard of John 3.16? For God so loved the elect, God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever that I've chosen, whosoever, believe it. So they, a lost man can't believe. He said that to Nicodemus. So then Nicodemus could believe. The woman at the well, she could believe. Anybody can believe. You hear the stories, I believe that. I, I want to go to heaven. I believe Christ died on the cross and paid for my sins. God said, if I believe he did it for me, give me eternal life and I get to go to heaven whenever I die. Sounds good to me. I'm so glad God made it simple where anybody can understand it. It's not hard. It's not complicated. Aren't you glad you don't have to go to church to go to heaven? You don't have to give any money to go to heaven? You don't have to stop anything? All you had to do is just trust Christ as your Savior because he loved you and paid for your sins. And you get to go to heaven whenever you die. No tricks to it. No gimmicks to it. Best news in the world. Take your Bible and turn to Ephesians chapter 1. The book of Ephesians in chapter 1. The second thing they have is called unconditional election. In other words, God has just simply chosen those that he wants. Since all were going to hell anyway, so for God to pick a few, still grace, isn't it? I guess God could do that if he wanted to, but that's not what he said he did. In Ephesians chapter 1, look in verse 4. He says, according as he had chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. Now get this. He had chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. God has chosen all those that are in him, in Christ. When? Before the foundations of the world. Those that are in Christ, he's chosen to be made pure and holy. But he did not choose to put us into Christ. That was your choice when you trusted Christ as your Savior. Anyone who trusts Christ as their Savior, God from the foundations of this world has chosen, decided, he's going to put every one of those who have trusted Christ as Savior, they'll be made pure and holy and without spot and blameless before the Father. You see, we're going to heaven. Why? Because we're in Christ. But God made that decision before we were ever born, before we ever did any good or any bad. Romans chapter 9. That God said it will be by grace. God has chosen to save those that believe. He is not willing that any should what? Now, wait a minute. That doesn't jibe if the other is true. Then God is willing that the majority perish. God would have to be willing that the rest of them go to hell because he never chose to save them and they can't get saved unless he chooses them. They ain't got a chance. So God cannot desire that men be saved. And I despise the people that teach the junk. 
because it blinds people to the truth. Because, see, if I really believe that, why should I witness to anybody? Why witness to anybody? I don't know who God's chosen. I ain't going to waste my time trying to find out. Why should I become a missionary to some foreign field? If God ain't chosen to save nobody, there ain't nobody going to get saved. Why don't he just tell me which one he's going to save and now I'll just go straight to that person? Don't that make more sense? Here's all these people in this room and I only got so much time. He's only chose five in this whole auditorium to go to heaven. The rest of you, you'll have have to go to hell. But God's chosen five of you. Lord, why don't you tell me which five? Should have wasted my time with 95% of them that it can't go. Now, don't that make sense? Makes me mad. I'm starting to feel better. You notice my voice is getting stronger? John chapter 5. John chapter 5. The book of John chapter 5. See, the devil wanted me to stay home today. I decided I'm going to preach anyway. He might as well leave me alone. I'm going to do it anyhow. Look in verse 39. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think you have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. Now get verse 40. And ye cannot come to me because I didn't choose you. Nah, 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 nah. Is that what, is that what he said? He says, and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. So they could have had life. They could have eternal life, but they won't come to him. He didn't say you couldn't come. He says you wouldn't come. You see that teaching Oh, it sounds good, but it's not good. It's, not, it's, it's in error. It's false. The Calvinistic doctrine is wrong. I don't believe the first point, and I don't believe the second point. And I got news for you. I don't believe the third point. And the third point is it's un, or limited atonement. Limited atonement. You say, what does that mean? Well, if I'm only going to save those 15 that I chose to save in here, well, then Christ only has to die for the ones that he's going to save. Why should he pay for the sins of all the others? He ain't going to save you anyway. So he only had to die for those ones he chose to save. That's why the atonement that he made, the payment he made, was limited. It wasn't for everybody. You just thought it was. See there? Should you believe that? I don't believe that. But that's what they teach. You get your little computer and you type in John Calvin and look at the tulips, and you'll be surprised how many people believe all this junk. People you know. Names you've heard. They believe that. And they're on the radio broadcast right here in this town. But I just don't believe it. I believe that when Christ died... He died for all the sin of all the world. And its salvation is to whosoever. And I believe when he says, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. I believe that. That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever, whosoever. I believe it's whosoever. Believe it. That's all he has to do. I don't believe that God handpicked a few people that he loves and he wants them better. How naive for me to think, God saw something in me that made me better than you. If God is not a respecter of persons, and both of us are lost, he can't love me more than you, or he is a respecter of persons. There is no difference. 